Hi guys, welcome to Jesse's Place Podcast Season 3. This is still a safe space where I, your resident realtor, discuss business tips, mom life, healing, empowerment, and everything in between. I'm not just your resident real estate agent, I'm here to provide you with resources and ideas to help you level up in every area of your life. And of course, I'm from Brooklyn, East New York, and if you know, you know. Now let's get into it. Hi guys, welcome to an all new episode of Jesse's Place Podcast. I'm so happy for you guys to be tuning in. I have the sweet sounds of the birds chirping in the background, lawns are being mowed, and it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And you know what? It's just, it's a great day for everything to just be nice. But guess what? Nice is for punks. On <laughs> uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about being assertive, about being aggressive, about being intentional and consistent with getting things done and getting to what you want. I have been trying out different methods to grow my business, and I want to share with you what I've been doing and what I've been doing all of my life um, to get to where I am right now. And when I tell you that nice is for punks, it's always been something that I said because I learned early on that when you are too nice, um, people tend to take advantage if you don't know how to build boundaries. So I think that being too nice might be a trauma response. And when I learned how to set boundaries for, with people, um, they took it as, oh, no, like she's being uh, B-I-T-C-H when in reality, I was being too nice. I was being punked. So I always came up with the terminology right away. And I always said, nice is for punks. So if you've been a part of my life for 20 plus years, you know that that's a saying that I've always had. And I'm sharing it with everyone now on the podcast. And we are going to discuss further why I feel like nice is for punks, what it really means to me, and how I let that influence and help me build confidence to try new things and do new things and put myself out there when I'm not really sure what the results are going to be because it's kind of scary, especially when you're starting a new career or starting a new business or starting a new relationship or just trying to have tough conversations. So today's episode is Nice is for Punks. And before we get right into it, I want to give a huge shout out to everyone tuning in in the United States. Colorado, Florida, Arkansas, <laughs> Virginia, Massachusetts, Baltimore's in the check-in, Louisiana, and uh, Atlanta. So I want to give a big shout out to those neighboring states who are tuning in. Let me know what you want to hear me talk about. I have a lot of real estate topics this season, as I do every season. This is season three. Come chill with me and let's get right into it. So when you hear me tapping on something, it's because I usually have a book in front of me. And one of the things, I have a really funny story before I get into Nicest for Punks. Um, one, of the, one of the books that I read about 10 years ago is called, um, well, I know now that I pronounced it wrong, but back then I was reading the title of this book as Nice is just a place in France. So I had never been to France before when I first read this book. So I was reading the book as nice, like, you know, N-I-C-E, 
nice is for punks, nice is just a place in France. So when I picked up the book so many years ago, I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, I could totally like resonate with that topic because yeah, nice is for punks. You know, you get walked over when you're too nice to people. People take, you know, kindness as weakness and I'm far from weak. So I picked up the book and the book was more of like a satire, comedic uh, book about uh, different scenarios. It's like, you know, kind of like being, it's like a cross between a mean girl, but like a girl who's kind of like, you know, knows a little bit about everything, basically. But the name of the book um, back then, it was maybe like 10 years ago. Um, it was called Nice is Just a Place in France. And it's actually the the place, Nice, is actually pronounced Nice. So years, years later, when I went to France, I was booking a passage on the on the train. I mean, yeah, on the train to go into another um, part of France. I was I think I was leaving Cannes or something like that. And I was I wanted to go to, to what I was in my mind saying nice, but it's actually pronounced nice. So when I went up to the ticket booth and I was asking to go to nice, the guy was looking at me like, are you crazy? You mean nice? And I'm like, oh, is that how you pronounce it? So I get that 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 um the the title of that book was just a, a play on words and I was pronouncing it all crazy. And I'm sure in France, I was looking like a crazy person when I was like, wow, is nice really nice? You know, like, no, it's Nice. But anyway, I made it to Nice. Nice is a beautiful place in France. So shout out to everyone in France. Paris is actually beautiful too. But Nice and the South of France was one of my most favorite places to ever be in. But anyway, <laughs> enough of that little story about um, Nice is just a place in France and how I always attributed that to Nice is for punks. But anyway, uh, yeah, Nice is in France and it's pronounced Nice, not nice. But anyway, so let's get right into it. Nice is for punks. When you think about that ter terminology that I'm using, that sentence that I'm using, what's like the first thing that comes to your mind? The first thing that comes to my mind is don't be a pushover. Don't let people take advantage of you. And I know that for some people, especially myself in certain situations, um, being a people pleaser is a trauma response. You know, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I don't want anyone to get upset. I want to take care of everything. I want to make sure that things don't go wrong. And when you are being too nice about things and you're not holding any boundaries, that's when you wind up getting punked because people will do what you allow them to do, even when you think that they won't. Because certain people, we know all the kinds of people that they are. We're not going to call them out right now. Certain people can only thrive off of the, the abuse of others. So certain people, listen, regular people who have a sound mind, know better, do better. But there are some people in the world, a lot of people in the world, who really don't give a crap about not being uh, fair right? So that's when people can, that's when I say that people can take your kindness for weakness. So one of the, one of the books that um, I read um, recently is called The One, um, Two Million Copies Sold. It's a book that most real estate agents get um, right away because they really want to like figure out how to use their, you know, everyday knowledge of life to figure out how to get things done because you really need to be able to multitask as a real estate agent. You've got to find time throughout the day to get your work done and then also find time um, in your life to you know have a personal life and um, 
find clients and, you know, stir up some business. And um, I think reading the one for me really reinforced to me that um, knowing who I was as a person who's aggressive and not just being nice just for the sake of being nice, it really helped me understand that, you know, I do want more and it's okay for me to want more, but it's also okay for me to just focus on one thing. So the name of the book is called The One. I think everyone should read it. And it's like, you know, what's your one thing? It's written by um, um, Gary Keller from Keller Williams with Jay Papasan. It's a Wall Street Journal bestseller, guys. I'm telling you, go and check it out. It'll really help you decide, you know, how to, you know, have fewer distractions, stay laser focused, um, how to decide like what you really do want more of, how to stay productive, um, you know, how to achieve better results in less time, you know, how to get over stress, um, you know, overcoming that overwhelming feeling that comes with like always being one dynamic of a person. And when you're trying to evolve, um, I think that it's good to have a bit of a guide to um, get through figuring out, you know, why am I so nice? You know what I mean? Why do I feel the need to be a people pleaser? Why do I feel the need to overcompensate? So I think that for me, reading and education has always been a big factor. And, you know, when you know better, you do better. But then I'm just naturally a feisty person, I think, in spirit. I think that my spirit is naturally feisty. And um, I've always been a fighter. I've always been able to advocate how, for how I feel um, uh, when I have the space to do it. And I think that me understanding how nice plays a part of my life, I've been able to overcome um, fairly quickly. But again, that's also a trauma response. Like being able to take control of my life and overcome quickly is a trauma um, response. So one of the first things um, that really helps me figure out how I want to, I want to still be nice, but I don't want to take advantage, to be taken advantage of, right? So I have to think about like, how, how can I get the things that I want done? Or how can I get the things that I want from people without having to sacrifice my own mental well-being by being overly compensative, but also, you know, lending myself in a way because the field that I'm in, it's a very people person driven um, field. And you have to know how to read people. You have to learn their nuances. You have to learn you know, what their lifestyles are like, what they're interested in. And I think that when, you know, you can be overly nice, when you should just be cutting straight to the chase so that you can get the things that you want done, done. Like, so you have the power to get things done because when you don't know anything, I think education really helps. And everyone always asks me, like, how do you get the things that you want? Like, how do you attract the things that you want? And one thing that I'm always doing is I'm always learning and I'm always reminding myself, okay, what is the end goal? You know, I sit down with my husband, I sit down with myself and I say, what, what's the goal? What do we want to get from me doing this? You know what I mean? Or how can I serve others? So a good example would be me having the podcast. I have the podcast so that I can share my ideas, learn, and then give it back to you guys. And then you guys in turn tell me what you want to hear me talk about. And we, it's a give and take type thing, right? So we're nice to each other. But I don't think any of us at this point is abusing that, that niceness, right? You're not punking me, are you guys? <laughs> so a lot of things like that I've always wanted to achieve is, you know, having, you know, financial freedom so that I can be able to spend time with my family. And in turn, that for me, spending time with my family and be able to, to, 
spend my time as I please is what brings me the most happiness and being able to um, have that fulfillment in my life is really what the goal is for the long term. I have no other goals but to spend as much time with my family. And by doing so, I need to acquire financial freedom. And we all know what that is. That rat race is crazy, right? And, you know, some people, they want they want different things. Some people, you know, I, I've been told that I'm extremely ambitious, but I think that my ambition is different than other people. Some people, you know, they want to be... Uh, reality movie stars, I don't know, or they want to, you know, travel the world exclusively and, you know, not set any roots down in the world. Whatever your goals are, they're manageable, whatever, whatever it is, you know, you are the, um, you are the, the thing that is pivoting you towards to where you need to go. So I think that once you, for me, once I decided what I want in life and that's what I want in life, I'm now able to navigate better because I know what I'm trying to achieve. So I think that me understanding that, so basically I think in another episode, we talked about that, that law of attraction type thing of like, you know, manifesting when we talked in, in season one actually was manifesting one-on-one. We talked about writing things down because, you know, when you put things down to paper, they become um, thoughts written down, thoughts written down become a plan and a plan put into action becomes manifestation realized, right? So I definitely recommend that you start to read things that is going to push you closer to your goals. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, I don't want to read no damn books. Books are not for me. You know what? Listen to a book, you know, listen to your favorite podcast. Um, listen to audiobooks. There are ways to get knowledge without you having to actually sit down and read because we naturally consume things just by, you know, walking down the street. When you walk down the same street every other day, you see a car parked in that specific spot. You're already conditioned in your mind. Oh yeah, that car is always there. Or this is always there. It's the same thing. Like if you're listening to something on the radio or on the TV, you're, you're, even if you're not paying full attention to it, you're getting something from it. Right. And, you know, what you think is what you become. So if I feel like, oh, I'm being too nice, a part of me is going to turn off. So what I think is what I become. So if I focus on finding that happy medium, guess what? And people always say, well, yeah, if I if, if they say that, you know, if you're scared of something, that's what's going to happen. So guess what? I'm scared of $2 million. Nah, 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 nah. You've got to put action. You've got to put action behind getting that $2 million goal. So every single goal that you make should be gearing. If, if two, Let's just say $2 million is your goal, right? Every single choice that you make should be around getting towards that $2 million goal, whatever that is, right? So that's... I know that that sounds crazy, but that's really... It's really that simple because once you have a plan... And you can put it in action and you can go towards the things that you want to see happen. And, and for some people, they don't even know what their like potential is because they don't even try, you know? And I think that's like the saddest thing in the world. Like people, they try a million different things, but the one thing that they really want to do, because they can believe, oh yeah, let me try this and let me try that and let me try this and let me try that. And they'll try all these other things because they feel like, okay, that's a fast fix for right now. Instead of actually going for what they really want to do because they feel like their ultimate goal is so unattainable that they don't even put any effort towards achieve, achieving 
that goal. And the reason why I can say that is because I've done that myself. I've self-sabotaged myself because of the things that I think about myself, my own self-limiting belief and feel like, okay, yeah, I do have these big goals, but uh, you know what, let me do this in the interim. And then, you know, once I accomplish this, then I'll go back to that. And that's where I'm self-sabotaging. I need to stay focused, have like I have been so that I can get to that goal of having that financial freedom so that I can spend the time with my family the way that I see fit. And I don't have to sacrifice because that's the goal. The goal is I just want to be able to spend my time with my family with how I see fit and not have to sacrifice time for anyone, right? So for me, financial freedom will give me the time that I want to spend to do what I want with my time. And that is for me what financial freedom means. Um, Financial freedom means different things to different people, right? And... That's why I had to stop myself recently and say, you know what, you know what, you can, you can, you can do all those other things, but what is it that you really, 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 really want? And you know what I decided? I was like, I'm not going to play nice anymore. Nice is for punks. Nothing wrong with being nice, but I got to get really, really gritty if I got to, you know, I got to roll up my sleeves, you know, put pen to paper and I really got to make moves to make the things that I want to see come to fruition happen. I don't need any outside distractions. I don't need the input of people who are not where I need to be in life. I do not need to um, network or socialize with people who are not even nowhere near headed towards their goals and just sitting around doing the same old, same old. I am definitely interested in not playing nice. Nice is for punks, okay? I don't want to just sit around and manifest the life of my dreams. I want to be an active participant in the life of my dreams. And and the way in doing that is getting down to the nitty gritty, figuring out what it is that you need to do to do what you want to do, right? So it's like, if you, it, I always feel like if you're not sure of what your goals are, if you don't have a plan and you're just existing every single day, how, no matter how many times we have this conversation on this podcast, you're never going to be able to acquire what you want if you don't know what you want. If you're open to everything, then you're going to get exposed to everything and you're never going to be able to lock in on what you want. So figure your path, find your lane and stick to it. And you just got to always stay diligent about that. You got to stay diligent. You got to constantly remind yourself, listen, this is not nice what I'm doing right now. I have to focus. I don't have to worry about being nice. I have a goal that I need to to, um, achieve. Hey, this person's being upset that I want to hang out with them this weekend. Oh, well, too bad. I'm not playing nice this weekend. I got to go and got to get this work done, you know. Uh, you know, grind now, you know, work hard now so you can, you know, or work smarter, right? I don't like glorifying working hard. I like glorifying working smarter. So, you know, educate yourself so that you can have the life that you want and constantly remind yourself and always, you know, remind yourself that, oh, okay, I can be successful. And I think that the biggest thing that I'm dealing with when it comes to self-sabotage is like convincing myself that I can reach that goal. I have such a huge goal that I want to reach this year. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, can I do it? Will I do it? How will I do it? Uh, you know, I'm set. I'm, I'm following the blueprint. Uh, I'm looking at people who have been where I want to be. I'm following them. I, I'm, I'm getting to know how they did things. You know, rinse and repeat. I always say that. You know, rip off and duplicate. <laughs> when I say rip off and duplicate, it's a real estate term. It's a term of like, you know, what did that real estate agent do, so that you could duplicate it and fine tune it to, um, meet, you know, your, 
your specific needs and your specific wants. Be- and also too, like, you know, what someone else is doing in, in the area that you want to be in, it, they might be doing something that, you know, it didn't work out for them, but it could work out for you because you're the one who's doing it. So, you know, rinse and repeat, but also try, try it and, and see if it's true for you. So try it and true. And, you know, I'm always working on visualizing my end goal. So having a vision board and having my journals and, you know, I always tell everyone, please make sure that you have a vision board. You have to be able to see what you're working towards, you know, and I think that, you know, to be fair, to be fair to yourself, um, you got to be nice. You know, you got to be nice to yourself, right? So if you're not your own biggest cheerleader and you're not advocating for yourself and if you're not cheering yourself on, if you don't have things to look forward to, then what what does it matter, right? What does it matter if 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 you're doing all the work, but you have no vision, if you're, if you're, if you're just walking around aimlessly and you have no vision, what is the, what's the purpose, right? What's the purpose? So you've got to always, you know, remember what your goals are, um, visualize yourself. Does anyone remember that book, The Secret by Rhonda? Um, gosh, I can't remember her last name right now. I think it was, I'll, I'll Google it. I'll Google it. But that book back in the day was so significant. That really put the law of attraction in front of everybody. Manifesting was like, it was on the Oprah show. It was on every single syndicated television show in the world. Um, the idea that you already have everything in you, you just need to bring it to you, right? You have to you have to manifest. That was like the first, you know, not everyone on social media is like manifest, stay blessed, da, 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 whatever the case may be. I say it on my podcast and my endings, but it's so true. I think that since we have so much access to learning about what manifesting and actually putting the work behind manifesting means now it's it, it's common to be talked about because it, it it was such a long road of sharing information so think about how long ago that book the secret came out to how manifesting is talked about now nowadays in you know 2022 it's a completely everyone's having the conversation as before it was something that you would only see on the oprah winfrey show or <laughs> you know something that your mom would be talking about with her friends in, in her in her group club you know 20 some odd years ago um and now it's like a thing that everyone is like okay i i can definitely make this happen in my life right but no one you know understands really until you're in it how hard it can be, right? Because anything worth it in life is going to be hard, right? And, you know, working hard is not for punks, right? That's why nice is not for punks. So when you when you bring things into your existence, right, this, because we're talking about, okay, we're creating our own reality. So that's when people say, oh, yeah, but, you know, uh, I, I say that I want $2 million, you know, and it doesn't happen. Like, okay, because you're just, just because you're saying it and you're not putting you're not putting any action behind it. Do you know what's going to take you to get to that $2 million? Do you have a blueprint? Do you have a passion? I think that, I know for me, my passion is helping others. My passion is helping others. Um, I really love working with first-time homebuyers because I get to talk to people who are so happy and they, you know, it could be any, it could be anything. It could be a little apartment. It could be, you know, a little small, little 600 square foot house. But first time home buyers, no matter what their income or economic background is, 
They could have a huge budget or a really small limited budget. First time home buyers are the sweetest, like bright eyed, bushy tailed people in the whole entire world, right? And they just, you know, whatever they get, they're just like so happy. Like, you know, they, I just love it. I, I hope that I always have first time home buyers in one you know, way or another throughout my career in real estate. Um, shout out to first time home buyers, guys. Do not be afraid to purchase a home in this market. It is crazy out here. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think that some, you know, the way to get things that you want in life is, you know, not to play nice, you know, don't be nice about it. Go out for what you want in life without any regard. And don't be afraid to speak up for yourself. You know, when I, what, you know, I, I always have this thing of like, oh yeah, nice is for punks, nice is for punks. Because I, I feel it's not so much that, you know, nice is for punks and you shouldn't be nice, but it's, it's this thing that I have in my mind that, you know, Yes, you can be nice, but you can be assertive. You can be aggressive, right? And you can be, and being assertive and aggressive has nothing to do with other people. It's how you go after the things that you want in your life. So again, the book that I was talking about early on, um, I spoke about three books today, um, The Secret, um, The One, and Nice is Just a Place in France. And I think that you guys should, you know, consider reading that also consider reading um what's the next book that, that i read recently um never split the difference by chris vox um it is a fantastic book and it really does explain especially if you are in sales it really helps you understand getting things done the way that you want them done right and it really does focus on you know when you hear that phrase never split the difference what do you think Never split the difference. What does that mean for you? It means, you know, to to stand in it, right? Like never split the difference. Nope, I'm standing my ground. Standing my ground, never split the difference. So just off of the t- sentence of that, the 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 uh, the title of that book, that should tell you, right? Nice is for punks. So nice for is for punks is is me saying never split the difference. I'm standing my ground. Right, I don't. I don't need to be nice about that. I need. To, I'm. I'm being, you know, direct and assertive, without being passive and without being rude. So for me, nicest for punks is about being assertive and aggressive, and not passive. Right, um, not allowing myself to be dismissed, but going after the things I want with humility. With humility, obviously, always stay humble, but also knowing that I, you know, I do you know, deserve to exist in this space. And I think that when you are starting a new career or you're starting a new business, there could be, you know, that feeling of imposter syndrome where it's just like, oh my God, do I fit in here? You know, is there a, is there a space for me? Is there a space for me to exist where ah, so many other people who came before me have already done it? And being, especially being in real estate, I've learned that the older ages, people who have been in, in, not so much age-wise, but people who have been in the business for a long time, they tend to, well, my experience so far has been that there's not really people throwing the ladder down behind them, right? Even though I feel like this is the type of area where there's room for everyone to get a piece of the pie. But the people do not play nice when it comes to money. People do not want to share their <laughs> their piece of the pie, you know, um, because it is a very competitive, competitive market. And, you know, um, 
I think that when you come off as someone who's confident to other people who are seasoned and been around the block to them, it comes off as arrogance, but your confidence, especially for myself, my confidence comes from my life experiences. So I'm good at any room that I walk in because my life has taught me so much. I don't need to have thousands of years or 10 plus years of real estate experience to know that I'm a great real estate agent, right? Because my life has taught me that I'm a great person. I have the life experience to guide me through anything in life because every lesson was a blessing, right? And like I said, nice is for punks, right? I've never split the difference. I'm standing my ground. Nice is just a place in France, right? What is the one thing that is going to get me extraordinary results? Focusing. That's what's going to get me extraordinary results. Focusing. And what's the secret? The secret is manifesting, attracting things to yourself, bringing them into you, but also doing the work. You can't manifest and stay blessed without putting no action behind it. I always say that. Like You can only manifest for so much. You have to figure out ways to put action behind the thoughts and things that you want to see come to fruition in your life. So to end this, wrap this up really quickly. Nicest for punks means to stand your ground, to be aggressive, not to be aggressive, but not to be rude, to be, uh, to, to always exude humility and to be humble, but have the confidence to know that whatever space that you're in, you can definitely penetrate that space. You can innovate that space, take what's yours and keep it moving and build and build and build. And don't forget that when you learn something new, you know what's nice? Pass it down to someone else who's coming down before you. Okay? Come pass it to the next person who's coming up. Right? Throw the ladder back over the wall. Let other people climb up on your back. Right? Give them a helping hand up. Give people opportunities. So that's why I love having my podcast because I get to share all that I get to learn and I get to tell you never split the difference. Nicest for punks. Find out the secret. Find out that one thing that's going to get you extraordinary results. Nice is really not just a place in France. It's nice. (laughs) All right, guys. Till next time. Thank you for checking in. As always, let me know what you think. And I'll see you soon. Remember, challenge yourself to become the person you want to become. Stretch and be ready to fail. Always remember that the right people will value you in the right way. Practice humility. And when you make room to speak about what exists in the present, you no longer have time for the past. Live your life purposefully and with intention. Manifest. Stay blessed. Till next time. Subscribe. Leave a message. Leave a review. And as always, I thank you.